We're back again for another Zoomcast. Brian, joined by Brian Newbert and Tom Deanhart. I'm Alan Karpik with GoldenBlack.com. We are uh, brought to you also. This is kind of an early Saturday simulcast brought to you by the Union Club Hotel, 811 Bistro, and the good folks that uh, put that together. Brian will be doing a Saturday simulcast coverage this weekend. Also, obviously, the Boilermakers take on men's basketball, take on Davidson on Saturday evening. And at, uh, That's news to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. That's when you need to be. That's when they're going to throw it up. That at six fifteen, I think, is start time at Gainbridge no. Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. <laughs> so, Tom, I want to start with you. And obviously, you got to ask the first question and uh, talked about. Uh, I guess you did, though. Somebody kind of interrupted the whole thing. But uh, uh, just your early impressions on Ryan Walters uh, and his not only his, his meet and greet or kind of introductory part, but also the press conference part today. Uh, we got a chance to put our eyes and ears on him for the first time. Yeah, boy, he seems like an impressive uh, young man. And, fellas, he's younger than all three of us. Noobs, <laughs> you, you're now older than the Purdue football head coach. But uh, You know, by I, a long I, shot. <laughs> I, I covered a lot of these dudes in recruiting, and that's what makes <laughs> me feel like I'm older than the Constitution. Yeah. No, he seems like a good – a good uh, a good person you know uh, said all the right things obviously uh, asked him about what the offense is going to look like of course he's well aware of Purdue's history and tradition of being the cradle of quarterbacks wants to do something that causes problems for defenses he should know all about that obviously talked about NIL and he seemed pleased with what Purdue's collective slash NIL situation was He's contacted recruits, right? And uh, he's, 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 he's trying to keep the current roster pieced together as well. So he's got a lot on his plate, guys, and he's a one-man act right now. Uh, no no hires were imminent from what I could tell. So he's on the road. I'm sure maybe, maybe he's left already to start, start talking to, to kids in this 2023 recruiting class. So dawn of a new area, and it definitely is a very exciting area that's going to look sound and feel a lot different than I yeah. think what we just had the last six years. Yeah. Brian, your thoughts. I mean, I, he certainly did leave a, leave that impression of uh, he's not a uh, uh, loud voice type guy, kind of soft-spoken, but uh, I thought he articulated his message uh, pretty, pretty clearly today. Uh, your impressions as well. Yeah, no, he's, he's got a certain magnetism about him. And yeah. I figured that was the case because he obviously was the guy who, rose to the top of Purdue's uh, board during the interview process. Um, I just think he's got, he's got a certain personality about him. He's got a certain confidence about him that I think probably, uh, probably rubs off on the people around him. And I, I think it's the sort of thing that players and, and coworkers probably respond to about him. I, I, I thought it was, it was, kind of the moment of the press conference when he announced to everyone that he, he's the best defensive coordinator in the country. <laughs> I like that. Good for him. You know, yeah. great. Uh, that was, uh, that, that speaks to self-assuredness. That speaks to confidence. That speaks to uh, a lot of things that, you know, can be, can be transitive things. They can, they can rub off on players. They can rub off on, on, on fellow staff members. They can rub off around their whole program. Mm -hmm. They can build a, a mentality, sort of a, you know, to since there's probably a bunch of prop bets on how long it would take someone to use the word culture. Yeah. Culture. Um, I just think he's got a certain presence about him that, you know, it, it 
is almost assuredly the reason that Purdue, you know, kind of fell in love with this guy. You know, from Tom, from accounts, you know, he, he blew away Mike Babinski and it sounds like maybe Mike Berghoff too in the interview process. And I agree with Brian. I like that because that's today's world. I mean, I, I, I use this and I'm the oldest of the, of the three of us that my day is, this is a new day because it's a new way of coaching, coaching football. Not everybody does it this way, but you got a 36 year old guy. Heck he was, he was uh, born the year I was married, if that brings you any context to, to, to the whole thing. But also that when you make a statement like that, it, it didn't come off as he's bragging. It's kind of like, you know, I got a little bit of a bravado to me. I've got uh, a, a not a shtick, but a a confidence to him. And I think that that it seems to me. And I understand the Devin Mockaby video last night was made for TV, so to speak, or made for made for for Twitter. I get all that, but he does seem to have a presence to him that, uh, you know, and a confidence that I think will he'll need because he's going to have a challenge at Purdue without question, but he's but he seems to be looking right at it, that and saying, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, um, if you don't have it, you can't give it away as they say, right. And he, he's got the confidence and you better believe in yourself. Right. <laughs> um, we all should believe in ourselves because, uh, obviously that, that that'll make us better at, at whatever we're doing. And, and certainly last year, guys, he was, his defense was off the charts, right? That was, that was a national story. Illinois football was a national story last year. And it was because of the defense, right? It wasn't because of the offense or Tommy DeVito, Chase Brown <laughs> got some accolades, but it was yeah. that, it was that defense, you know, and Ryan Walters was the guy that pushed the buttons. And of course, uh, uh, was named on threes, I think national defensive coordinator of the year, I think this last week and all, all fall along. And whenever you watched Illinois, the, the, the commentators would gush about how Ryan Walters was going to be a head coach one day. And here we are. Right. And, and, and Brett Bielema told me that he thought it was going to happen last year. So it, it was, seemed to be a matter of not if, but when this was going to occur, Purdue got this guy still on the ascent and uh, it's going to be fascinating, guys, really fascinating yeah. to see what this staff looks like. That, that's really what I'm eager to see is how this thing comes together and what it looks like. Because you guys have watched football as long as me and know that, well, you're only good as, as good as the people around you. I'm sure Ryan Walters understands that. So, again, uh, these, the staff construction is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I, I liked it too, Brian. I thought the second moment of the press conference was actually not in the press conference. It was his intro when he looks at the camera, I think, and, or looks starts this thing by saying, huh, I'm here. Or I can't remember what the wording he this used. This is real life, right? Yeah, this is real life. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I just went for, I just went from making, uh, and it's not about the money necessarily, but he's well paid at Illinois, but he's up to maybe quadrupled his salary. And uh, I thought that was impressive as well. We do know some details or have gleaned some details about the contract, which is kind of interesting. Sounds like it's going to be around, as Tom reported this morning on the on the site uh, and our message board, sounds like it's going to be in the $4 million range and a significant increase in the pool for assistance. Uh Brian, you speak to that, the importance of that, obviously, as a system pool and as it as it pertains to that, but also secondary in, in terms of recruiting and being able to reach out of the transfer portal, just uh, having the right kind of characters that can help you do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the assistant coaching salary pool uh, kind of speaks for itself. You want good yeah. people around you. That doesn't mean you go out and hire somebody who was a defensive coordinator at Florida State 20 years ago. You know, it means... <laughs> 
you go higher up in comers like yourself, Ryan Walters, but then you also have the resources to retain them and keep some continuity on your staff. It doesn't mean you're paying for a resume. It means you're paying for the right people and you're paying to keep the right people for long enough to where they're here to make enough of an impression and to build a strong enough foundation at this program for it to matter before they go on to become head coaches or, you know, high-end coordinators or something like that. It, it, it's, it's, it's a matter of retention as much as it is, you know, just going out there and, and buying a bunch of resumes to say, Oh, look where this guy worked before. He's a big time hire. It's kind of the gulf we've been talking about here the last 24 hours between the big name and the best fit and the most appropriate, you know, person, person to build a program. But obviously that's, that's a huge thing nowadays. Uh, it, it should have been a huge thing all along is uh, how much you're investing in the people other than the head coach. Um, because the head coach is the figurehead. He, he sets the philosophy. He sets every, he sets the whole tone for the program, but it's the assistant coaches and it, it it's the support staff. It's the recruiting staff that, handle so much of the day-to-day stuff if those aren't good people then you have problems and that's you know i i think what you've seen uh, under under the brahms here the last couple years and it worked for them but you saw assistant coaches coming and going you saw this centralized power structure of 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 brahm men and uh everything else around them was kind of like uh, window dressing. Uh, it, it felt like at times it worked for them. So I, I'm not saying that as any sort of criticism, but that's atypical. That's not how it, it works at a lot of places. You got to have good assistant coaches. You got to have good support staff people. And now more than ever, you got to have a good, strong recruiting operation. And I think Purdue investing in the grassroots part of its program, even more than it did before is a big deal. That being said, you know, the Brahms had, uh, was it 4 million? Uh, they had four in their pool, supposedly. Didn't they, use it all. They didn't use and, it all. And, and, part and of this that, guy's got five and a half. Part of that pool went to, you know, Greg's job too. And that that's yeah. that's not an assistant uh, coaching position per and se. And that is a big, that's a big, that's a big hole now, right? That big is a big hole, new. yes. So now I don't know if, if, if Purdue's new 5.5 to 6, whatever it was you guys reported earlier today, Tom reported. I don't know if that's going to include whoever their operations guy is or not, but um, and I don't know. Say Purdue had four before that doesn't mean Purdue was spending $4 million a year on its, on, on its, its 10 assistant coaches. Yeah. And it wasn't uh, as, as we understand it. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's a interesting part of that. Uh, and and it's certainly going to give him some some room to, to maneuver. Just overall, Tom and I and I and Brian, I'll circle back with one more question on recruiting. But Tom, I just overall personality again, the kind of you know he kind of comes off as I said a, a quiet uh, confidence with him, um, and yet uh, you you know it's pretty uh, it's pretty obvious that you can see that he's going to going to going to connect well. 
And it's going to be a very different vibe. And again, as I, I will repeat what Brian said, this is, this is not a criticism of Jeff Brom and his staff. It's just going to be really different, I think. And and maybe uh, you have to give Mike Babinski and Mike Berghoff credit that they chose maybe because they had to. We don't know the whole process and how they got to. We I think it's clear that Walters was on their list all along. How the search took its meandered and got to him we don't know for sure we do know is a day before but it, it does it does give you the feeling that this is a this is a new and maybe a little bit of innovative way to going about uh, about running Purdue football over the next few years yeah I mean it's definitely like you said it's going to be uh, have a different personality vibe and the from the top obviously a guy with a defensive background and real quick um I asked Ryan Walters if he was going to call his own defense yeah. Or he is going to be a head coach because I had a lot of people tell me that, you know, under Braun, it was very much a divisive team. It was offense and defense. Jeff really wasn't that super involved with the defense. They didn't always feel like they were connected. I don't want to get up on a tangent, but I think that's important uh, for a head coach to be a head coach. But you got to do what you're comfortable, right? And his answer today, Ryan Walters, was, well, he could still be the guy calling his defense. It's going to depend on who he gets on his staff and if he feels comfortable, it sounded like to me that was the case, you know, so that he could hand it off or he could keep doing it depending on who these somebody's are that are, that are on his staff. And from Brian, it sounds like Chuck Amato need not send a resume, right? Yeah. yeah. No, he, he's not. <laughs> it sounded to me like that was a bad attempt at, at a humor, but Chuck Amato in the sunglasses. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, old Florida state defensive coordinator. Anyway, yeah. and like Tony State Bennett country. looked like Tony yeah. Bennett. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, before it, he started hanging out with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it, it, it's going to be fun and and uh, like I said, he's got a lot on his plate here. Uh, you know, keeping the roster together right now. I uh. I, mean, I, I got the sense from kind of communicating with some people connected to the program that things went well at that players only meeting yesterday. I I, I think the Kids are going to love this guy, right? So that, that's step number one. Now, step number two, can he get him to play hard and buy in and do what he wants? And and it seems like things are off to a good start there. I got to think, guys, he's going to connect with recruits. Brian can talk to that, but I got to think he's going to be magic in, in, in the living room. Bielema right. talked about, he called him an ambidextrous recruiter, a guy who could really fit in any environment. And uh, so, again, um. Kudos to, to, to Bobinski. I don't think any of us last week thought this was going to be the landing point. Doesn't Even 24 mean, hours ago. Yeah. But that <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean it's not going to work. Yeah. It, it, it's exciting. And uh, why not? Why not take a swing and, and see if maybe Purdue's, Purdue caught something special? And I, I, I don't again, I don't want to go on too long here, but I mentioned last week in something I wrote, it seems like there has been a trend in college in the NFL to, to hire sort of still up and coming guys to be your head coach. We see plenty of examples in the NFL, plenty of examples in college football as well. And, and now Purdue's turning to the stone. Quite a contrast to what happened at Nebraska and, and, and Wisconsin with Matt Rule and Luke Fickle. Purdue did a total 180 here, hiring a guy who's never sat in the big chair before. Yeah. Uh, it is going to be interesting on that standpoint. It'll be fun for from our perspective of dealing with it. Brian, I wanted to ask you just about recruiting and just any feel you got 
from what not only what uh, Ryan Walter said, but also Mike Babinski from uh, early feel. I mean, we we I think we generally agree that this is a guy that's going to resonate with with uh, high school kids and maybe transfer portal kids. But to anything else that you glean from that standpoint? Yeah, I mean, he's he's as far as I, I'm concerned, he's he's straight out of central casting to be a, a really impactful recruiter i think that he's got the people skills he's got the presence about him he's got the the confidence about him that you know i it sure seems to me like he's a guy who can really excel in that area the, the thing now though is you know it's you have to be good in the portal to have a chance nowadays yeah. to win at a really high level because um that's the name of the game now as i said yesterday uh this might be the perfect time to be hiring a guy with no head coaching experience because the job is now entirely different mm-hmm. um yeah so this generation of coaches coming up now they're the ones who are writing the playbook they're not following you know the previous generation's playbook they're writing right. the new playbook and that's where he's got to be really good and that starts now that started last night um you know stuff like that but no he, he he's got everything you want in a recruiter he he seems like a relatable guy. Uh, he seems like he's got good people skills. And that's what this all comes down to. Like people overlook the simplest things sometimes as part of these searches. Who is the best around people? Who can bring the best out of people? Who yeah. can motivate people? Who do people respond to the best? Those are the people who are the best hires. Um and he sure seems like he he checks all those those boxes. That being said, he's he has to go do it now. It's easy, yeah, no doubt. You know, to to win the press conference. It's easy to be good in your first press conference. It's easy to lay your mandate. It's like what they say with bands: you've got your your you've got your whole life to write your first album, but the next one that that's due in two years is 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 a little bit more challenging. This was his moment, and he was ready for it. And uh, now he has to go out and do it. He's out saying this. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, he is. He's got a great presence to him, doesn't he? He, does. he looks he like does. he can still play. Yeah, he does at that yeah. as well. No, it's it's. He said he can still spin it a little bit. That's what I'm he said. Gonna, if I saw him at a game, and this wouldn't be the first time this would have happened, I would have thought he was a recruit, like a transfer yeah. on an official visit. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, but he, you know, he's he's thirty-six years old, so I guess that's. He is a young man. I mean, it's, yes, yes. it's uh, it, I, I don't know if that says more about his youth or our collective ages. Yeah. Well, and I said before, and I'm repeating myself, but maybe not in this podcast, it ain't my time anymore. Uh, it still might be your times between Brian and Tom, but it ain't my time anymore. It is their time. And I think that may be the number one thing here is somebody realized, maybe because of circumstance in the search, I don't know, but somebody realized, and, I, and I'll give Mike Babinski and, and a lot of credit that, you know, we got to figure out ways to get to make it the kids time because NIL transfer portal, it is a player's world even more than ever. And uh, I think he's going to do well in that environment. So let me right, guys, a quick thing from my column yeah. yesterday too. Yeah. That- you know, I was, I was like 20 years old when, no, I was older than that. I was like 20 something years old when I first met Brad Stevens Yeah, and came to know Brad a little bit. And, um, you know, 
years later, I first met Micah Shrewsbury and I first met Marcus Freeman, guys like that. And you knew as soon as you met them, yeah, these guys are going places. Um, sometimes you just see it right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it sure seems to me like Purdue sat down with Ryan Walters. Was he the first name on the top of their list? Probably not. Does that matter at all? No, I mean, we, we all know you go into a process with an open mind and sometimes the right guy finds you. And it, it sure seems to me like that's that's what happened here. Uh, now, obviously, Ryan Walters has a long way to go to prove he was the right guy, hasn't coached a game yet, um, hasn't recruited a player yet, hasn't really done anything yet other than, you know, maybe not spilling food on himself at his first press conference. But yeah, um, yeah I mean... Sometimes greatness just kind of hits you in the face. And it sure seems to me like Purdue feels like that's what happened here with Ryan Walters. All right. Well said. All right, guys. Thanks so much. I appreciate everybody's coverage. Tom, uh, uh, been busting and Brian busting the hump to make this work. And uh, interesting process that has now come to a, a level of conclusion. Uh, it's still going to be a lot of storylines to follow as, as Ryan Walters puts that staff together and what it all means and uh, look for Tom and Brian's work uh, on that. Uh, and a reminder too, if you haven't joined us yet, you certainly can. One dollar, one US dollar. And that offer is less than 17 days from being over. So make sure that you join us if you are so interested in, in becoming a, a Golden Black, a member of our goldenblack.com. Unless you're uh, a troll, then go. Yeah, and we don't want trolls. And we are going to use the word family. We'll say the goldenblack.com family, knucklehead central, whatever it takes. We'd like to have you on board. And, uh, and if we don't talk to you before long, uh, we also wish you a happy holidays. All right, guys, we'll be back. Uh, uh, like I said, we'll be back probably a week from Saturday for our Saturday simulcast. Brian will have lots of coverage from Purdue Davidson as well. Mr. Dean Hart uh, as well. Practice is going to st- be starting up too here before long. Uh, they are going to play a game here, and that would be 18 days from now. <laughs> That's another whole other story, uh, but we'll get to that later. All right, have a great one, guys. Thanks for watching and listening, and thanks to Union Club Hotel for its support uh, of our uh, Saturday simulcast. Take care, all. <laughs>